0: I'd like to take his face... Oh. Should call himself as ass kick instead.
1: Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat to you... PAST
0: blood. Am I getting through to you? Oh.
2: sell the bullet <laughs> hello everybody welcome back to we bought a nick on we bought a Mike, a pop culture cage cast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a pop culture bullet cast take a drink <laughs> We said we'd take a yeah. drink every time I said the word bullet.
1: God, I can't just wait to you. Get a, I can't though. wait to get my stomach pumped tonight. <laughs> you're just like the you're our dad. Bullet bullet, 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 yeah, bullet.
0: Exactly. I did bring enough seltzers for it. So yeah, like it's more than 24. I counted. Dan- <laughs>
2: Danny, Danny, Danny. Uh, we should just give you like producer credit at this point because <laughs> you just come in with content for us. Um, Danny brought three loose bags full of seltzer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Messaged us, so it was just like, hey, can anybody pick up beer? Oh, no, wait. I got a few extras just laying around my house. I will spring over. A
0: few? <laughs> I, you know. I was counting. I was few. like, one, two, 24. Oh, I'll just throw the rest in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we are
2: uh, on the tail end of this Nick Cage series. We only got three left after this one, I think. Wow. Um, Talking Lord of War, parentheses, 2005. Uh, i'm Ernest.
1: i am uh just at a line of uh blow and gunpowder yeah.
0: <laughs> what did he call it It was like a black or something like the brown stuff oh, brown uh, yeah brown brown, brown. Brown, on
2: brown that's disgusting yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and i'm drew and i really really wish that he had acted a little bit more like he was on coke in this movie on gunpowder because we know he can and he just <laughs> he didn't and joining us again for his first movie review yeah. on the show Danny Sewane. Hello.
0: Hello. Como la cosa? How are we all doing?
2: Um, could be better. Could yeah. be better. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking a lot about uh, the state of gun sales in the world. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I'm thinking a lot
1: about like how there's I, actually no good guys and bad guys. <laughs> so it's funny. I, we can shout out this podcast because uh, they are not pop or culture. Um, but there's a podcast called Blowback. Um, oh, that baby. I was literally so, like, I like, just could not stop thinking about that and how much uh, more well done that is at articulating uh, kind of the U.S.'s involvement in selling guns to both sides during the Iraq war. Mm-hmm. However,
2: that's not fair to compare blowback to anything, because that podcast is, I think, the best podcast I've ever heard. Uh and it, uh, so therefore you really shouldn't have brought it up because,
1: yeah. it, well, there you go. You know what? I'm, they I, like, they actually I'm like write what they're going to
2: say on the podcast. So
1: then like, mm-hmm. it sounds good when they say it. Well, so do we, we script out everything, including all yeah. of like the stammers and us being like, Oh God, what's the, what's the word for this? Uh, 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 uh good penis. Why did you write <sighs> that, boobies? Ernest? Ernie, Ernie,
2: why did you write me saying penis bullets? Just-
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you think about it, a bullet kind of looks like a penis. Oof. Specifically my penis, because it, a bullet's got a little bit of size <laughs> on me. But So, you're, <laughs> that's your first White Claw, right? <laughs> well, you know, might have pre-gamed in my car coming over Did here. Did you, like, donate plasma today or something? No, no, I'm just <laughs> loose. <laughs> I'm sleep deprived just looking at houses, like, nonstop. I can't. <laughs> I'm dead now, guys. So,
2: little do the listeners know that this episode is just... Just the tip of the iceberg for what we have in store for you this week. Um, this is just a, a primer for the meat of this week, where D- Danny is bringing a uh, "Can You Guess the Lyrics" uh, special episode. So that'll be put out as a separate podcast. Um, but yeah. we got to talk Cage first. Oh yeah. So um, why did you choose Lord of War?
0: So I'm glad you asked. Um, well, I remember last time you had, like we were about six trulys deep after the episode and you just That's, randomly that sounds, that sounds weird Donald. yeah not like us at all um and you would ask me like hey what nicholas cage movie do you want to like what's your favorite and i thought uh you know everyone says national treasure so mm-hmm. i figured i would say lord of war which uh specifically this movie it was just on late night when i didn't want to go to bed before school and i ended up watching it about like 10 times as a kid I hadn't seen it since I was in high school. What
2: mm-hmm. what channels did you have?
0: Oh, I had like stars, Just Showtime, okay. all that crap. Yeah,
2: this because this wouldn't be on like TNT. Oh no it's chance. It's too too grimy. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Although it's not. It's grimy in terms of content, but not like it's not visually grimy. There are some scenes, I guess they would just cut those out or (laughs) edit around
1: them. They just make it excessive. It does have like the TNT or the FX hallmark of like where it's a war movie that's actually an anti war movie, but dumb people can watch it and think of it as just a war movie. It's like the Hurt Locker in that way, where people like. Gun toting good patriot Americans watch this and they're like, Hell yeah, bomb squads. And they just, the <laughs> entire message just completely goes over your right. head.
2: It, because the movie does have like a good idea behind it. Mm-hmm. I, I really like what it's about. It's about Nicolas Cage plays, uh, uh, let's see, Yuri, Yuri Orlov. Orlov. Um, and what's
0: his brother name? Vitaly? Vitaly? His,
2: his brother's na- <laughs> name is, uh, the Joker.
1: Can we get this out of the way now? Um, that. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest ask of this movie is that we're supposed to believe that not only are Nick Cage and uh, Jared Leto brothers with each other, um, they are Ukrainian brothers. Now, hold
2: on, though. Nick Cage, 100%. I buy him as Ukrainian. Yes, me too. Jared Leto, Jared Leto is <laughs> nothing.
1: <laughs> he was like, blue
2: eyes,
0: I wanna, blue eyes, Beautiful tan. He is, like, fr- yeah, so he is Scandinavian. Says, <laughs> he says
1: in like a Southern California accent at one point what I wouldn't give right now for a plate of cabbage and potatoes. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: down, it was like the worst thing. I I was like, Jared Leto is fucking dog shit. He's he, so bad. Yeah, and he's uh, a like, fucking yeah. Academy Award winner. And I will never get over that. He's
2: not great in this movie. Mr. He, Gorbachev, tear down this wall.
1: He does get, <laughs> he does get Just like... Just take the 405 uh, down to the wall and... <laughs>
2: He does get like a scene towards the end where I was like, okay, I, I get it. I can see why they cast no, But him. this is the trap of Jared Leto. He always has a scene where yeah. you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't make up for, That's for it. That's how he gets you. I know. And
1: Well, the issue you know also. What? I think a lot of women who have been around Jared Leto might actually say the same thing. Yikes,
2: That's yes. true. Um, he, he bugged me. I didn't, I don't. I think every character he plays should be named Jared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like not, maybe not Jared Leto, but at least Jared, because mm-hmm. like he is just a Jared. He's not Vitaly. <laughs> he, like, he, I don't know. That's Jared. He's a cast <laughs> based on name. This is like prime 30 seconds to Mars years. Oh, five, like yeah. the kill. And that, that album dropped like a year or two before. Yeah. Like he's hot. Like he is popping. Um, So it makes sense that he would cast in this. Like this is a, Pretty decent, like three-headed uh, movie. Like you got Hawk, him, leto. baby. Hawk, who I really could have seen a lot more of in this. Yeah, I'm I, so like, I was like, "Where's Hawk at?" Like he rocks. He he, he looks like shit in this movie. He but. gets two <laughs> scenes where he really gets to um, present the opposing side to Nicolas Cage. Uh, um, very contrasting ideologies.
1: Um, but also there's Ian Holm. We love yeah, to see him. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. to see some good Ian Holm in there. Um, Bilbo Eman, himself, Eamon Walker. Um, who plays, uh, I'm going to pull up, uh, Andre Baptiste, uh, one of the Sudanese is they from Sudan. I can't remember which government Sierra Leone is in there. Well, Sierra Leone is to the West eh? of them. I don't know geography to be honest guys. Um, but he is excellent. I've always really liked this dude. Um, I've seen him in the show Oz. Do you guys ever watch Oz? No. Any no, Oz man, fans that's in here? Up he's a like a water. he's like one of those guys that I wish had a better career. Because he's like kind of scene stealing in a lot of this movie. Is he the dictator or
2: the dictator's son? The dictator. He's awesome. He's the so dictator is great. good. He rules. The bath of blood.
1: The son, maybe not so much. So I I do want to ask something before we actually get into the meat of this movie. I have a question to pose to you guys. Um, this the is poster, good. is it good or bad? I love it. I love it's
2: Nicholas cage. It's a portrait of his face, but it's made of bullets.
1: So I, I love it too. I ask so, it, cool. And I know that you don't like it based on the fact no, that you no, asked no, that question. No, I ask it because this is why I'm asking the question. Cause I actually do like it now, but as a kid, this is like a classic blockbuster or movie gallery movie that I just remember seeing on the shelves and as a kid. I thought that those were worms on his face because if you look at it from a distance it doesn't look like bullets it looks like worms and I thought that this was
2: scary and I didn't want to see it. Should we blame like a graphic artist for the fact that you were stupid
1: (laughs) I don't know I don't know (laughs) I, like, just, me. I just wanted to ask the question. I don't know what like critical consensus is on okay, this. Thing, yeah, quick question, so, guys: right.
2: Is it worm? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, what do we think the worms represent? The <laughs> way I would represent that, I think, they, you think the worms on his like face are. He's
2: <laughs> rotten to the core, Hunter. It's obvious. Where <laughs> oh, okay. there's a will, it's there's a, little, a weapon.
1: Well, he's kind of like the apple of yeah. This, he's maybe, a bad a lot apple, boys. <laughs>
2: well, there's a worm. There's a weapon. So, <laughs> so, so, this movie is written and directed by Andrew Nichol. Gattaca, baby. The guy who wrote, show. wrote Truman Show. He a much yeah um, a much more successful writing career than directing. Um, but he's he's still around. He's directing the Monopoly movie that mm. is coming out. Nicholas Cage yeah. does the Monopoly Man. Um, Let's go. Definitely. His
1: last his last <laughs> few years have been rough, man. Like really, since Lord of War, he did In Time.
2: Yeah, what if time was in?
1: Okay, so six th- minutes. The Isn't issue that with the that, that is that, movie? like, that
2: is like a great concept for like a dumb action movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have like a, a oh, yeah, clock that's right, on their yeah, that's, arm. Yeah, that's I, I didn't right. watch it, so I don't know what the problem with it is. I just know that no one really liked it that much. Have you seen it No. in time? Justin Timberlake is the main guy.
1: Yeah, you have like 30 years to live, and you can like use your time to buy certain things, or you have a countdown
2: can- clock to the moment you're gonna die on yeah. your oh, arm. Oh, it's it's wow. very, it's very Gattaca, you know? It's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know if it's based on a Philip K Dick novel but some, you know it kind of like is anyway. Like it just is that vibe.
1: Have you guys ever seen The Terminal, the Tom Hanks movie? Hell yeah, I've seen the Terminal. Um, Dude, The terminal. terminal kicks ass. It's another great movie. This you would ha- you have this in common with my grandma. Look, I know. It's like a, it's like that something about like airplane terminal movies that are just made for like old moms that I'm just also really into. Also, what was the also, one with George um, Clooney um ooh, in like Up 2000- in the air. Up in the, Up in the, air. Air. Up in the air slaps. It's just a great drama. It is. <laughs> I just put, I put that shit on whenever I do a line of cocaine and gunpowder, <laughs> just vibe. So every day, yeah.
2: I had I had another question about this this movie specifically the title. Where does this fall in the Lord of Cinematic Universe?
1: <laughs> Lord of the Flies. Lord
2: of the Flies. Lord of the Rings. Lord of War. Um, where is, does it lie? Yeah, like at the end. <laughs>
1: i don't know have you seen the movie of lord of the flies because i can't comment on that
2: no i haven't um don't want to that book is mostly just a bummer i don't know it's one of those books they make you read in high school they make you read a bunch of books just to just to be like hey doesn't everyone and everything suck like Mm. you know they they give you that they give you like 1984 animal farm yeah and you're like oh everything is like bullshit cool thanks for making me read like (laughs) a uh, diary of a wimpy kid when I was in middle school. Like, <laughs> you know, you could just not read those books and just pretend that you did. I think Brother, that I did I
1: that know, <laughs> with Lord of the flies. I'm That's pretty sure I, I just yeah. never after. So uh, my freshman year of high school, uh, we spent an entire semester like four months uh annotating every other page of animal farm fuck that and at that point it was in mr farmer's class and at that point i was like fuck mr. this i'm not Farmer. reading anything else in this class <laughs> <laughs> i'm not doing hey that. animal farm's great though it is a good book i learned i hated that book for years because i had to annotate every other page of that book because mm-hmm. he was like i don't know if you guys get the metaphor yet so mm. we're gonna we're gonna go back through <laughs> page by page. This miss the listener. The listener may
2: not know, but that's good. That's a good impression, <laughs> Mister Farmer. Much like the animals in Animal Farm. Okay, Nicholas Cage is, is a Soviet so, in this movie. Sort of, yeah, sort of a pig, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and he sells guns to people willing to buy them after mm-hmm.
0: witnessing a gunfight.
2: Yes, in. Uh, New York. Yeah, he mm-hmm. yeah, he watches like two guys get shot and he's like, I'm gonna become the Lord of War. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you exactly. compare it to? Like uh you compared it to vacuums or, or no restaurants. You compare yes. it to like everyone has to eat Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: There are a lot of really, really good, like, individual lines. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of just, like, killer lines. It's almost,
1: it's Sorkin-esque in that way, where there's just, like, if you just, like, kind of read, like, I bet people saw this script and they're like, ooh, yeah, this is good. Oh, this is... Well, it's
2: it's like Andrew Nichol probably researched the shit out of this topic and just needed to put every nugget that he gravitated towards in his research in the script. And that's why... 70% Seventy percent of the movie is just Nicolas Cage voiceover.
0: Yeah, because so much <laughs>
2: it's, it's like it's like too much, but <laughs> it's like uh, you can't really get all of these ideas across through just regular dialogue or yeah. just. And it's a, well, it's also like it spans a lot of time. The story, so Can like I, I need him to like usher us he, into these. He he,
0: he kind of I felt like the story just never it like never had a build up,
2: dude. It doesn't. It killed me. It doesn't like settle in. Yeah, It just yeah. keeps mm-hmm. it keeps being the beginning for he, the whole movie. Yeah. He, became,
0: <laughs> he became rich after like five minutes. Yeah, he's, he's the just Lord of War. You're rich. like, okay, when did
1: you become the Lord of War? Yeah, he's like, just like, yeah, I found some guns that just were like yeah, left behind in a warehouse. And now piles of <laughs> rifles.
2: I was like, what? The so I, I, yeah, can I pitch I to down, you? Yeah.
1: I want to pitch the idea to make this movie great. I think that you treat this movie like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I think that you course. have him talking to the camera constantly throughout the movie. You add a little bit of humor and everything. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street showed that like a movie can be funny while also being like a scathing satire mm-hmm. of Throwing
0: something. Matthew McConaughey, yeah, hey, oh, yeah. a
1: movie.
2: Even like, because well, obviously this is like play- Wolf wasn't around yet, but this is playing off of something like Goodfellas, where like, yes. yeah, like it it is based on narration. It has that montagey feel to it. But Goodfellas, when it like settles into a scene, it really gets deep into the scene. And this movie really doesn't a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. As long as I could remember, I always wanted to be a Lord of War. Yeah, exactly. It just it like, I I think like 15 minutes in, I wrote down like, when are we? I I wrote, this is by no means bad, but we still haven't settled into the movie. It's still a ton of narration and time jumps. We need to slow down soon. And we kind of didn't. And that's not to say that it was a bad movie. It either. slows like down it's really far into the movie. Yeah, it takes till the third act to yeah. really, really like give you scenes of acting happening. Well, like
0: when he gets to, what is it, Sudan or something? Yeah,
2: when the plane gets dismantled yeah. and he's yeah. kind of stuck there. That's that's a good bit of the movie, but it's like that should come earlier
1: there's also a a noticeable lack of jared leto in those scenes when the movie is thriving Interesting. that's fascinating it's almost like the movie gets better (laughs) whenever jared leto isn't involved and we don't have to cut back and forth to him just being like ah man i'm like you brother but like i got a cocaine problem (laughs) which is what his character is
2: pussy
0: it's what is it what were the two girls names it was like cookie and candy yeah yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's like really like male screenwriter like yeah these are whores you know like (laughs) he sucks shit dude jared i cannot i think he has some talent in him like 30 seconds to mars is good like i think that he's good in um wrecking for a dream yeah um very problematic in Dallas Buyers Club, but yes. I think that that's not his choice. <laughs> that there's some talent in he's, there. He's good in it. It's yeah. just like yeah. that role shouldn't go to a man. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't go to Jared Leto. Yes. Yes,
1: exactly.
0: It's like a solid six or seven out of ten, like always, you know? In, in Requiem, I think he reaches greatness. Yeah, he's the Requiem phenomenal. is best, I think.
1: But Yeah. You know, Requiem was like 2002, two, four. It was something. It was before this movie i think it's 2000 Um, yeah 2000 i knew it was before this movie i think that requiem like people saw that and they're like oh this guy can do everything like it's the same way that people thought about donald glover now yeah and like people like look at that and they're like yes let's give this guy the car keys to do whatever the fuck he wants and he (laughs) maybe it's just like that requiem is just a good script and that he was just able to shine in it yeah and Um, like you know some people just like
2: have more sauce when they're young you know, like maybe he just grew up and sort of like he was too scattered. He had a lot of shit going on. Um, so what you what you are saying, though, is that Jared Leto walked so that Donald Glover could sort of. <laughs> yes. OK,
1: <laughs> look, I mean, you know that I'm saying that I'm being nice because I'm complimenting a Darren Aronofsky movie. Uh, and you guys know my feelings on Darren Aronofsky post mother post mother yeah and mother's, his post- mother's good mother's made me reevaluate all of his movies and be like is this guy just a pretentious piece of shit like i hate this man now well, dude i darren aronofsky you're not invited
2: on the podcast i would i would wager that if we met and talked to any writer director we would hate all of them yeah because they're all pretentious pieces of shit
1: i don't know there's a couple that just seem like michael bay I, you, yeah, <laughs> I hate know, michael bay like, you, you know, have it you know, have you know, a
2: truly right. with michael bay he would be the most you'll insufferable kill yourself person
1: um and no honestly i would love to have a cocaine party with paul thomas anderson and quentin tarantino that sounds like a fucking blast so wait hold on though danny what are your feelings
2: about this movie um like yeah. what were they initially and then what were they upon rewatch
0: okay yeah I did. I, w- I was gonna feel bad if I like kind of bashed it, but I remember liking it as a kid. And then when I watched it again, I was like, "Man, this movie is not as great as I remember." I think it's because I saw a lot better movies as I got older. That's
2: yeah. I didn't know what a good movie was until I was like nineteen. Yeah. Or 20. Is but, this the memory you had of Cage when you like think of him?
0: Yeah, I had. I thought he was like really good, and then I watched. It's like, man, this movie just never goes anywhere. It,
2: yeah, that's the- he also. I don't know if Cage needs to be the guy here. In this movie. I think it could be somebody else. We'll get to that in the case. I know, I know, I know. It's just,
1: this isn't Prime Cage. There, I mean, he does have his moments. Like one of the best scenes of the movie is uh, whenever Nick Cage earlier on, it's in like the first act whenever uh, they're on the ship and like frantically trying to change the name from Crystal to Kona um, yeah. or whatever. Yes, that's, that's a cool little That seems great. It's like scene. the most cage thing where he's able to just kind of like frantically run on. He's like screaming on this like old block cell phone that he has. It mm-hmm. was great. Yeah.
2: I mean, he, he has a few moments like that. He just, th- I think the problem is a little bit bigger than him in this movie. Uh, definitely. But, He's doing a solid job. the The issue is that this movie needs that character and performance to be so interesting that like you don't want to spend time with anybody else. Leo and Wolf, yeah, Leo, exactly. And and it's not that he plays it pretty understated, like a lot of the time in this.
0: And you you know, I know what you're saying right now, and what I thought as soon as that finished, I finished that movie was that this movie is a shittier version of Nightcrawler. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but Nightcrawler's so much more focused yeah it is like I said well no it's, exactly it, it's better
2: and this yeah. like, this movie is sort of in between where like it it really wants to give you mostly just cage and yeah. so as a result I thought this movie would be way better if it w- had really zeroed in on like a cat and mouse chase with him and Ethan Hawke yes um, because Ethan Hawke is a good yeah, actor yeah make this more catch if you yeah. can and yeah it just it just gen- like any movie that's you know cop criminal fucking heat whatever like It could have been that, but the problem is it wanted to give us, I would say like 85, 90% cage perspective. And so like, we only get like two or three scenes that cage is not in, like we're getting mostly just him and then stuff with the wife. Well, yeah, but even the scenes with other people, he's narrating over them. Like he's always just, he's always just there. And it's like, if we were just constant, it, it is too much. It's just, it's really, really banking on like an unbelievable performance, I think. And, you know, like I've gotten really comfortable with Cage at this point. He's capable of unbelievable performances. He's not giving it here. It's not, it's not like an unreal job mm-hmm. he's doing. Like it's, it's all right. You know?
0: Yeah. That's what could have made this movie great. But yeah. like, it's the same thing. It's like a, a guy who gets like powerful, lots of money. And then he just continues to get away with it. And he showed a little more remorse than Jake Hall did in Nightcrawler. But yeah. Like, he wasn't as, like, you know, sociopath. Yeah, but,
2: but he also did more bad in the world. Well, oh, yeah, ultimately, 100%. that's kind of what the movie is about. It's about this guy who does this terrible thing, but he's not really that terrible of a guy. And I don't really, like walk away from the movie really buying too much into that mm-hmm. thesis no like you don't really it doesn't really hit you but you can understand that like that's kind of what they were trying to do with this movie is they yeah. were trying to point this porch paint this portrait of a guy who is uh kind of like morally conflicted and he just understands that he because the world is so flawed he can make a living in what seems like an honest way he
0: convinces himself it's a lot better than it actually is exactly
2: you know what the problem is i think beyond cage beyond anything it's not even just that there's too much narration and time jumping because there is but that would even be forgivable if i felt like i knew anything about this guy and i don't know anything about him like Mm. He, he just kind of like tells us about his past and like, but it's like, what constitutes you? What he makes likes guns? Like you saw a shooting and then you were like, I'm going to be a kingpin.
1: No, Weirdly, what happened, man? Weirdly, like, the best like scene for like, descri- like showing how like kind of fucked in the head this dude is, is whenever he like buys himself a wife through like oh, yeah, that was, he's just like i went into all this kind of debt because her. i yeah like i bought out the hotel and i bought out a yeah. photography thing and that's when you're like oh this guy's like fucking insane but it doesn't
2: really the movie doesn't like treat that as if it's like really fucked up yeah it's just you know like kind I mean?
1: of thrown in there yeah that, and again it's just narrated the whole yeah, time and it the should whole thing. yeah
2: and it should be like wow this is like he's socially engineering his way into marrying a girl that he doesn't even know, but knows he wants to marry. Like it's really fucked, but like the movie treats it pretty romantically, and he's like always very good to her. He, and yeah. it's like, yeah, no, I'm like a good guy.
1: And look, <laughs> like, like they don't I, really they don't give a chance to let uh, former wife of uh seven times Super Bowl wing champion Tom Brady, Bridget moynihan time to cook. And Bridget he? moynihan's a good. Actress. Is he married to her? Yeah, for like three years, oh four to oh six, they were together when for two miss? of the Super Bowls. I don't know how I missed that. That's crazy. Yeah. Bridget Moynihan's a good actress. Um and she doesn't really get much to do with no, this doesn't. movie. Um
2: and it's like a very she, she has a very interesting moral conflict. Do
1: you think how does Nicolas Cage feel that he's kissed the lips that have kissed Tom Brady? Christ. Wait, is
0: that who Ava Fontaine is? The Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Yeah.
1: Bridget Moynihan.
0: Tom Brady? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: D- don't take this out on Bridget, okay? She didn't do anything. How much, how much no, she, money, she did
2: something. How <laughs> okay. much money yeah, did, they did Tom Brady they, have to trick her Did they have a kid together? With-
0: Honestly. Is,
1: yeah, actually, that is.
2: She brought that idea to the script. She <laughs> was <not> like, yeah, <laughs> this is how Tom got me.
0: The thing is, there's I think no that, way he did that with Giselle, though. I Giselle think that they have a kid
2: way together. Way more than Yeah, anything. no. Giselle,
1: Giselle tricked him. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, he's Giselle's pawn. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a kid together. Bridget Moynihan, Tom Brady. That's wild. Yeah. He's probably he a, makes a beautiful looking child. He probably does. I wouldn't that's, be honestly, those are, those are two hot people. I bet that's going to be like, they, that kid's going to have their option. They could either be like a movie star or they could be a seven-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. Shut up. No. They'll be just as successful as Michael Jordan Jr.,
0: that, okay. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, not too hot.
1: People are very star, often have really UCF. ugly kids. star of uh, really? basketball ucf Is he team. really? He, he was, was. When,
2: in our freshman year. Marcus Jordan played for UCF wow. and averaged like one point a game. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, nice. Really <laughs> yeah, he drove into Sorry, one of those Marcus. like balls on Memory Mall, right? Like the ones that blocked. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> in, uh, was it a? It was like a really nice in car. his think, car. I think it was a Maserati or something really nice. I forgot. How um, do you do did, that? Did I because ever, he was uh, trashed
2: all the time because he had uh, unlimited supply to Jeffrey drugs. Yeah. Jordan played he could just year do two. anything. Yep, both both Jordan. Yeah, brought, there's yeah. like yeah.
1: I mean, I want to live in Orlando. This place is nice. Did speaking of... Have I ever told you guys about the time that I saw Taco fall like in the flesh? I was. Uh, I see him. Uh,
0: he's in. Uh, he was an engineering student, so I saw him all the time. Oh the really? Bio. Yeah.
1: I I graduated in four years, I don't know how. Damn. But yeah, no, I was like walking out of um uh like the place where you get food at UCF. I'm trying not to use too many specifics so that people actually know. Like the dining hall, essentially. I was like walking out while he was walking in, and the dude had to like fucking crouch down. This is a seven foot seven inch tall man. The tallest
2: man in the NBA. Yes. He (laughs) is fucking massive. And I like
1: walked past him, I was like well, there's only one person who that could possibly be. Who yeah. is that large of a human being um, who is a foot and a half wait, no, 2 feet taller than me. I
2: kind of I kind of believe that he like graduated from engineering school cuz like he's not
1: good at basketball. Like he must be smart. I wish that yeah. the Celtics played him more. <laughs> I mean Can't get any fucking worse, man. Nothing, nothing will save you. I don't care, dude. Put um, I want I want uh, Taco Fall as handling the ball. Did you hear the, him at point guard?
0: Did you hear the game where the announcer called him Taco Bell? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> Incredible. Sponsored. He had a game uh they played in Orlando a few weeks ago, and he had like he like fucked up Wendell Carter's life. Like he had like turnaround, like spin move on him, double fake, and uh dunk the ball. And everybody was losing their mind. All the Magic fans were just like, yeah, Taco. Cause like they were also. They don't give a fuck. They're trying to lose everything. So, so you know we, great, do, spe- we do. We do have
2: moment. another podcast that we need to record. So we so, do got to keep this like short. It. So tacos are food, and you know who ends up being a restaurant guy in this movie is Jared Leto, and it's funny as hell. No, dude, he doesn't make it to be spoilers. Well, he like he he's like working in a, a restaurant. He's like, yeah, no, I'm clean. Like I'm good. He's about to be a restaurant that, so, guy. There's a lot of like <laughs> solid dialogue in this that. I don't think that was just Jared's fault. I think that the dialogue of him being like, yeah, man, like I got a girlfriend. I think she might be the one. <laughs> <might> be the <laughs> one. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'm thinking maybe I could have my own place yeah, like this sometime. I'm thinking you're
1: not coming you're back. You're doing like from- a Kyle Mooney character those, with that voice.
2: Those lines have been said in 50 movies. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those things. Like and It's always right before he's like, all right, I'm back in. Yeah. It's just like,
1: he's back in. And it's like, oh, he's not going to make it back to his yeah. girlfriend. <laughs> this dude's dead also, as fuck.
2: While we're on that scene, it was established before that Nick Cage was a very good brother to him that, like, encouraged him to go to rehab. Brothers in arms, baby. And now he's encouraging to, like, get back in the business of gun running and, like, help yeah. him on this job. Look, it's
1: like, dude, what what happened, man? Cage, he's done lines of cocaine and gunpowder. He definitely has AIDS at this point. So oh, he just 100%. doesn't give a fuck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a thousand
1: percent. I wish the movie would have gone more into it. I wanted to see him, like, just dying of AIDS. Just turn this into Really that's what you want? I wanted to see th- I want I really wanted this movie to become the musical Rent. I think. <laughs> <laughs> like what if Cage just started singing uh uh 525,600 yeah. minutes.
2: It becomes it becomes Dallas Buyers Club. Like Jared Leto's just wearing a dress in one scene. I don't know. Is this a new category? Would this movie be better as a musical? This
1: movie would a 1000% be better as a musical. Yes. Um
2: this I don't know, this movie really int- fascinated me because there's a lot of craft on both sides of this. Yeah. There is directing craft. The opening sequence of this movie is like cool shit. Oh, yeah, it's the bullet very, it's factory. It's very like is David dope. Fincher, right? Yeah. It's like the lifespan of a bullet. Like It's a POV shot of the bullet. From being manufactured all the way all into the, a little kid's head. Exactly. And then you're like, whoa, that really that, makes you, you know, think. I'm starting to think that war is bad the, the, the movie tries to convince
1: you that war is bad I know well you have to remember okay yeah, remember, it's like before that guys, bullet
2: went into the t- that put kid's yourself, head put yourself in sure.
1: the mind of 2005 people were just now starting that's to think like hey maybe this war isn't no. we're watching this now in 2021 where yeah. we all know that war is bad this is still like is kind Iraq, of war, in America. the wake of the Everybody 9-11 was still hurrah. yeah hoorah no, patriotism that's a yeah. great
2: point this is a Bush era movie we can't act like it's like in a vacuum. Yeah. So that's it's crazy. That's we just talked about National Treasure last week and that which was a different type of Bush era movie. That was a, a lot of like um, kind of speechifying of the greatness of America and why we must uphold the glory of our country yeah. and like, our nation. It's like it used to be great and we should make it like that again. Yeah. I don't know. I'm working on like a slogan, something <laughs> like that.
1: Make once the, more. Make the United States uh the way that it used to be, which was good. Once more. Once more, yes. There we go. All right.
2: So, like I said, I do want to keep this short. So, <laughs> it's I have going great <laughs> so far. Yes. I have a bunch of <laughs> bullet points that I want to hit. Um, yeah. Well, before, so do I. Before so, we get to the categories, so I did mention that shot with a giant pile of rifles. Like that. That goes to your point about like there's some good direction yeah, in no, this movie. Nichols isn't a bad director. I think it's just like. When he's has to focus on the whole of it, he it's too much. Yeah, for him. there's yeah. there's some good image composition yeah. in this movie. Oh, that, very much. That one shot of Cage with like the hammer and sickle, the giant hammer and sickle, like yeah. being Thing brought like, down yeah. under uh, behind him. I was like, okay, yeah. interesting. It's, I get it. It's just, communism. I think it's just like he can't do all of it. Yeah. Like when he's going autour mode, he has never done yeah. a great job. There's also that shot of like all of the tanks behind them, yeah. which I read apparently were like real tanks. I I don't think. It was all real tanks. They probably like. No. More, no yeah. uh, he bought them from Nick Cage. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got it from his reservoir of giant tanks.
1: I mean, um, what was. Yeah. The budget of this movie was 50 million. What did we make? 72.6. Yeah. So it was. It that, was profitable. I mean, we don't know how much was spent on marketing and stuff like that. The it, 50 that makes that. sense, but though, because. It probably broke about even. The marketing wise, budget. I'm sure like you would just assume that this
2: is an action movie and it's kind of not. It's really a dialogue movie. Yeah. Like it's just a a very wordy movie. It's very written, you know? Yeah. So the, the movie really starts to kick in once we get into like when Hawk is really on his tail, on his tail, essentially. And I just shook my head when we get that scene with like Hawk looking in his trash and we get the shredded papers and I'm like, come on, man, you're supposed to be the Lord of War. You're going to shred your important papers but still, and just leave them there to be found. He still
0: gets away with it, though. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. because like, yeah, the, the last scene where he finally catches him, he's like, someone else is going to yeah. knock so, on this door. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to walk away. They're going to give you a promotion, and you're going to think about quitting. And then, yeah. yeah. I will That's say, even though
1: I didn't love this movie, I love the ending to this movie. The ending yeah. to this movie is great. Yeah. It just kind of hammers home. It's just like, yeah, I mean, you're like i don't remember because it's a full monologue so i didn't write down for best quotes but like his whole speech that he gives about how just like the president of the united states sells more guns to these countries than i do in the world. if you're really thinking about (laughs) it so we've yeah so that's been spoiled now
2: it's fine that reveal to me would have made the movie better if it was just like open an open thing in the movie. Yeah, because the whole time I was watching it, I'm thinking like, well, he's playing all sides for sure. Like he's yeah. he's in cahoots with America too. Ian Holm is like pick and, a side. Well, and it make it does make for a really great moment. But mm-hmm. that moment's at the very end of a movie that was could have been better. Needed more moments. So if if we know that he's playing both sides, like there are more angles we can approach this plot. You know what I mean? uh because like it's it's a cool reveal to have at the end but like that's a conflict that this movie needed it, the fact that he's like in cahoots with the president Whoa. like we could have we could have used some of that it's it's very you assume that it's very indirect though it's not like he's getting a call from george w no, being like but sell my guns it's buddy. someone high enough on the food chain that ethan hawk doesn't know about it right ethan hawk's job is a pointless job and he doesn't know it mm-hmm.
1: Like that's it. This movie should have like, I think that would have also, it would have benefited from having a dual perspective. Like we should have spent more time. Well, that's, in yeah, Huxed, that's what I said, man. Yeah. Like, to just have him like you're following this guy and you're like, this is the real hero of the story. And then you just realize that he's in a rat race that he'll never yeah. win. The
2: movie is too scared to leave Nick cage. Cause it wants to be good fellas or wolf. Like it wants to follow one guy, but I'm going to go ahead and say, it. I, I don't think Nick was good. I don't think he was good. I think there are a lot of, we're going to get to it. I know. I think there Take are a act- drink. We're going to get to it. To I, th- I think there are a lot of actors who could have done as good, <laughs> if not better, because it's just all relying on him. And in 05, Nick Cage wasn't pitching heaters. He wasn't the man he had been. He was on a come down. Nineties Cage could have done this shit. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> this Cage is like he ha- this is the first movie, maybe in National Treasure as well, but he has perfect veneers dude he has perfect teeth the a hallmark of cage this whole time has been like he has the worst teeth on earth and it just like his jaw's kind of gone like from whatever that surgery is where you get veneers put in i don't know it doesn't feel like him to me it doesn't feel like pure cage this feels like diluted cage he might be on pills for all we know like he's struggled with addiction i don't know i don't know i was just like cage could give me a lot here there's a lot for him to give me and i don't i don't know if he's giving me it there's that one moment where he's telling the pilot to like get to like run away from the jets to fly away and he's like you're the shit you're the shit you know that that that, that was a moment to cage
0: out and then he goes but i know you were 42nd out of 43
2: (laughs) (laughs) so that that scene comes right before when he gets stranded there and they dismantle the plane. Yeah, there's that time-lapse time lapse. shot I thought was really cool. But I got to point this out. The fact that this movie has a scene where he has a plane full of guns <laughs> and he just gives it away for free to mm-hmm. all these Africans and there's like African music playing in the background and Nick Cage is like dancing while he's giving oh. away Yeah, the, the poli- guns. politics aren't That's great. That's the most racist shit I have ever poli- seen. <laughs> We could get dissect a now. lot of shit no. about the politics of this he movie. He doesn't it have is, to be giving all these guns to Africans. It, these like, poor Africans. No, so there could be any country. It's, he's it's, like but spending all his It's based, this based time off in. of a real Clamory? person. Yuri
1: Orlov is a real guy. Oh, um, and I didn't that's know that. why based it was the historical theory. accuracy is like that. It this is all based off of like Yuri Orlov provide guns to Lebanon, Sudan, yeah. Sudan Cambodia, Afghanistan, Liberia, Colombia, uh, Sierra Leone. It's um, they're Lebanese. I'm just,
2: I'm just saying the way it was it depicted in that scene of how quickly all of these poor Africans start clamoring for all of these guns. And they're just like, it's just like free guns. And we'll, here you go. And it's, Oh yes, let's go. And it's the angel King because, (laughs) well, because like one of you, I think maybe you Hunter said earlier, it's trying to be a catch me if you can type thing. Where, like, it, you know, it's it's trying to show how smart he is for, like, outwitting Ethan Hawke yet again. It's but trying the to show, genius, like, he got rid of all this shit in, like, an hour. Right.
1: The genius of Catch Me If You Can is that it's a co-lead. It's, we spend exactly. just as much time as Tom Hanks as we do with exactly. Leo. And it's just this... I don't know. I'm really glad you picked this movie because it it
2: fascinated me so much from, like, a, a perspective of, like, this guy knows how to write a movie clearly. He knows how to direct a movie, obviously why doesn't this movie really come together? Yeah, it's
0: it's like, I think it just has too many elements that just don't mesh together because it's a guy that gets really powerful, but he's still remorseful. And at the same time, it's like he's human the whole time, but he still gets away with everything. Exactly. It's just sort of like, how do you want
2: me to feel about him? Do you want me to absolutely hate him? You don't walk away really knowing. Cage, because like in Wolf... Leo is really, really charismatic. So he can be the nastiest guy ever. And you still are like, well, he's fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Cage isn't that charismatic, you know? So it's, and the movie itself is just sort of like, it's trying to make a point that, like, he's a human being so that it can take that away from him and, like, you really feel it when, like, he yes. loses everything. There's, like, a heel turn, isn't there? Where the whole movie, you're seeing this guy just kind of be shitty. But we... And, and you're yeah. you not really rooting for him. And then right at the end, it's like, oh, by the way, you should actually root for this guy. You should actually, like, feel for him and, like, care about I, what yeah, he's got going. It just, it's, it's, it's too late at that yeah, point. It's
0: because there's, like, so much deception and also... Exact, he's yeah. Just,
2: yeah, it just... It doesn't know how it wants us to feel about him. Like...
0: Yeah, I, I feel like people who watch this movie can, you know, lean either way, like the whole time, even though. Yeah, but he's not likable.
2: Yeah. It's like clearly the movie wants me to like him, but like, I don't like him. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: It's just a know it all charismatic dude. That's it. Yeah, you, know? you just,
2: it's it sort of, it's just like a tweener movie where like it's, it's all the p- pieces are there, but like, it does, the car doesn't drive. It had potential,
0: you know? and I think. I think it's a, a decent movie. Oh, I don't think it's that's great. The, well, that's
2: the thing is like, you said like you watch this on TV like 10 times. This is a movie that I would watch on TV 10 times. Yeah, for sure. It's great for that because like shit's always happening. It looks good. It sounds good. The lines you're hearing are good. Yeah. Just like, as a whole, it you, like it doesn't come all together. Yeah, but fifteen
0: the, years later, I'm just like, eh, this movie's okay. Like when the opening scene with the bullet started, it's and good. That, that's awesome. Man, what's it's so that good. Sound? When I heard that, it was like extreme feelings of nostalgia for me. Yeah. great soundtrack. You got by your by Buffalo
2: Springfield. Yeah, that that's a great song to throw in any movie about war yeah um what's there was one sound drop that was like way too obvious for me it was uh eric clapton cocaine cocaine while they're doing
1: cocaine you can
2: do something a little less <laughs> i obvious. don't know that
1: didn't real. i just i literally just watched goodfellas and like that just has like some of the most obvious yeah but Good drops goodfellas is ever. like one of the
2: best movies ever i
1: know but it's just i mean marty does that shit all the time in his movies and yeah it works great well,
2: another thing about Goodfellas and most Marty movies, not all of them, but like a movie like Goodfellas that follows like really despicable people is Goodfellas is fun still.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This and movie is fun. fun.
2: Well, I was, I was going to say though, that like my two favorite scenes in this movie are the confrontations between cage and Hawk. Hawk yep. They bring it. They're good. And and there's like, mm-hmm. there's like sparks. Cage, there. the I think Cage in the rises. In front of the plane. Yep. he yeah. rises to the level of his competition. I think.
1: So we, I think I agree that those scenes are good. And once again, going back to my guy, um, Eamon Walker, I love the scenes between him and Andre Baptiste. Like, I think that those fucking work really well because it has like this whole, like this thing where like cage, you know, he's just kind of like, I'm the top dog and everything else. And then he'll just see this dude just like shoot one of his like, soldiers who works for him just like right in the head just like it's nothing it's just and that is good because it's like a humbling moment for this dude who just thinks like oh yeah i'm just like this white dude coming up here and here i'm the shit i'm selling all the guns everything and it's just like no this guy is a lunatic he will fucking kill you i can wear a suit and be official like was not, there dude. even
0: a single 30 Seconds to Mars song on this soundtrack? <laughs> Do
1: you think how Barry much imp- more Barry. improved would this movie be if The Kill was in this <laughs> soundtrack? As, or like or as, A
2: Beautiful Lie?
1: Yeah. yeah a Beautiful <laughs> Lie would have worked better. No, but I was thinking The Kill as uh, Jared Leto's getting killed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, <for> this, <laughs> this Is War? This Is War. I was just gonna yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, well, This Is this War is was art. like
1: Lord four Lord years after
0: this movie. all of 30 Seconds to Mars' music was inspired by Lord of War. it was yeah it's yeah. <laughs> calculated concept it's, um, album
2: also i was thinking like if if leto saw like an early edit of this how much do you think he he went to nickels he was like hey you know i could i think i could do a pretty good hallelujah <laughs> 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 like if you just like gave me a shot i think it was a oh. yeah like he he wanted to do that <laughs> um he wants to do way too much this I think the re the other reason that that scene that you just mentioned Hunter is good. Mm-hmm. And like, generally the scenes that we're talking about are good is because they reveal things about the characters instead of telling us things. And like, There are plenty of movies with a shitload of narration that are great, and it's because they don't tell us too much in the narration about other characters. They tell us about the guy who's talking. This movie tells us about other characters from the narrator. Everything that we know about Ethan Hawke is from what Nick Cage says. Mm -hmm. We don't see him being like that so much. All I could think about was Brian Cox as Robert McKee, yelling (laughs) at Nicolas Cage in Adaptation. (laughs) I don't, you don't he, fucking put narration in your he, fucking script. Yeah, he warned him. And you <laughs> but you can have it. It's just I everything we learned about certain characters was all just through Cage where he was like, yeah. yeah, this guy just like he wants the glory like, you know, he's impenetrable blah blah blah. And then it's like we see him and it's like, well, I already know his deal. Like nothing about this man is surprising me even though Ethan Hawke's a great actor cuz we were just told everything about him. It's it's too like, much. You you can have VO. But in this case, it's It's, it's too much. It's so much VO.
1: And again, I mean, there's a way to utilize a lot of VO. Wolf of Wall Street has a shit ton of VO, but there's a way to utilize it to make it work. Because the thing is that... The VO is just kind of there to fill in the gaps in between scenes. Same thing for Goodfellas. But whenever you are in a scene, it's just two actors acting. And then the dialogue is enough to carry the scenes and make you care about them. This doesn't have that. It skips that central piece of what makes those movies great that have a Mm, lot of VO. Exactly.
2: yeah it um i don't know and it sounds like it it definitely sounds like we're being like hyper hyper critical of this no it's i, an awful I movie. do and really
1: admire a lot of stuff well, about this well movie. that's
2: it i always say this when we're talking about movies like this i'm hyper critical because i know that it could have been so good mm-hmm. and it and it frustrates me because it's not just like a lost cause like there's there's so much here and it just like i'm like man a couple tweaks in this we've really could have We've watched been worse
1: Nick Cage movies on this watch. Dude, through. we've watched way worse. Yes. Like, like, I yeah. would put City of Angels and Wind Talkers definitely below this movie. Like, a solid notch below this movie. Yeah. I just keep thinking about all the stuff we're not watching. Like, all of
2: the shit that Nick Cage has made. Oh, yeah. Like, this is so, so much better well, than that. Also, just, like, for it's, this It podcast, has ideas. Even if it doesn't yeah. capitalize on those ideas, it still has them well, just, there. Whenever we watch something just generally for this podcast that, looks like, like it's not awful like something like alita battle angel where like i watched that movie and i was like masterpiece like it's easy to make fun of this movie but it like it Best really picture. it could have been really fucking good Like it's not a fun movie. It's not super far away from being
1: great, Mm. but it's
2: also not super far from being awful. Look, it's almost
1: as good as best picture runner ready player one.
2: So, Mm. so the problem is I'm watching this movie Lord of War and I'm like rooting for it to be good because I'm like, I know you can do this. man. I know Nichols. I know you can do it. And he just, it's it's so close. Truman show is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. And he wrote the shit like, and it's a great script.
1: Gattaca, I don't love Gattaca as much as a lot of people. Gattaca has like a massive cult following. um, But I mean, it's a very, very tight script. Maybe you are right that this is like that he was spread too thin a little bit. And then he kind of overdid everything because he was spread too thin. He overwrote the script. He overdirected. People don't think
2: about how, because like there's certain people who can do it so well, like you're, you know, classic, like auteur Tarantino type person. It's hard to write and then direct is so much fucking work it's like unfathomable to me like i would never ever ever (laughs) you know what i mean monopoly i know we'll be there (laughs) opening night not directed by nichols just written so it could you know maybe if he just gets to focus on the script and not like all these pre-pro meetings where. oh my god it's directed by tim story it is who has a spotty record but has done good things before movies well he's done good things before it's just i they do silver surfer too Nichols just I think both of them. Yeah. Nichols yeah. clearly is good at, at like muscling his way in Hollywood meetings. where like, I feel like we need to talk about this more. Like a lot of like what gets done in Hollywood just comes down to being good in meetings, like yeah. general meetings where you're just talking, convincing, the talking with powerful people, people yeah. and convincing them that you can do it. You know, who's the best at this is the Wachowskis. They keep getting chances. Mm-hmm. They keep, and just to get the chance to do the matrix when they had just done like bound, yeah. Do you know how much money the matrix cost? Like they had to do crazy convincing to, yeah. and that's what this comes down to. Nichols is clearly good at that. And he clearly sees himself as an auteur, but he's not. You're telling he's- me that we're inside of a computer. <laughs> Is I, the Matrix the best Black Mirror episode?
1: You know, it's kind of funny because Andrew Nichol has a very, very spotty record. As Danny, far as, could
2: you stop barking?
1: Um, <laughs> he has a very, very spotty record as far as critical reception to movies go, but pretty much all of his movies are profitable. Even like the YA film he made in 2013, The Host, turned a profit. Which, that movie made $63 million. 10, yeah. I have not heard a single good thing about that no, movie. I've heard well, nothing but horrible it's reviews. But it's not just
2: YA. It's based off a Stephanie Meyer novel. It's mm-hmm. who is not a good writer like yeah. in the slate. Uh,
1: well, it's from Stephanie Meyer, the author of the Twilight Saga, which is right on the poster of the host. I am looking yeah, at of right course, now so because you tell the, me.
2: she's Andrew Nichols, not a name. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer is a huge name. But
1: like, I mean, I think that that's why he's also because I mean, if you can make a movie, even if it's not good reception. But I think that he's good at finding an audience is what is something that he, Andrew Nichol excels well, at. Well, he's
2: good at writing scripts that are scripty.
1: Yeah. He's good at writing
2: scripts that have a clear premise to them.
1: But he doesn't fall into the Sorkin trap where people are just like, ah, uh, can we get this guy? I mean, this is now pre-Sorkin. This I'm t- talking about like 2005, 2006 Aaron Sorkin before he became like a guy guy where people are just like, can we get Sorkin in here? Is it going to be too overwritten? Yeah, but this movie is overwritten. Oh, it is. A hundred percent. But um, people probably don't think that going into a meeting with
2: Andrew No, Nickel. no, no. Well, no one knows. No one, Yeah, he doesn't have enough of a rep. He j- He just has a rep of success. He doesn't have a rep of like one particular style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's a good chameleon writer. Like he can do what he can get the check. He can write a passable script that is what's expected of him. This movie just didn't quite
1: get there. I think... Yeah, dude. In time, made like quadruple its budget. Its budget was forty million. It made one hundred and seventy four million dollars at the box office.
2: That's that's another movie. JT, I, I haven't saw seen JT, it. But that's like, it in JT too. The, you hear the premise. You are like, I wish this was good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it, it has that same feel of like uh, Blade Runner is based off of Philip K. Dick. This feels like it is. It might even be like if I googled it, I wouldn't be shocked. It probably isn't. Don't do that, no listener. Do not Google anything I am saying. Um, but. He, he can deliver what's expected. And with something like Truman Show, him combining with Peter Weir, who's like a supremely underrated director, one of my favorite directors, mm-hmm. but who also is an incredible chameleon. And that's why he's not famous. He doesn't have a style, but he, he'll do like Dead Poet Society perfectly for that movie. And then he'll do Truman Show perfect for that movie. So uh, um, In Time has actually been sued for being too similar uh, to certain works specifically, um, the work of uh, Harlan Ellison, nah. uh, who wrote a short story called "Repent, Harlequin," said the TikTok man <laughs> in
1: 1965. That's Wait, painful. "Repent, Harlequin," the TikTok man said so, the
2: t- the TikTok man. So that guy needs an editor. Yeah. That's, well
1: if it was written in 1965 there's also know. been we'll a lot be of other similar
2: works. well that's the thing with like that's why i said philip k dick because he wrote a bunch of stories that were just like people just like somehow hadn't thought of certain sci-fi premises that were just right there and like that premise what if what if like you could buy time in your life like that's such an obvious sci-fi thing to like just like reach out and grab so i'm like it has to be what if what if amanda seyfried had black hair that's fucked up yeah that's a horror to me <laughs> um okay Uh, couple quick things before we get to the cage course drink, drink 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 yeah um leto getting addicted to cocaine in Colombia is the most racist thing the second most racist thing in this movie behind the uh the african, uh, music. Wait, the wait, african is dance. there
1: is there a trope of cocaine no Colombia and movies I had no, before, I've never heard about not this before. before this movie okay so this movie made that <laughs> yes okay. you can so it's groundbreaking it. in yeah a lot of ways. <laughs> that wow. scene he got is ch- this the first movie to actually depict that maybe like Africa like might have a lot of war going on there <laughs> You that, gonna say that
0: scene where he got shot by that Colombian guy who gave like paid with cocaine. Oh my I'm, god! I'm yeah. pretty sure that's the same bridge that the narcos when Pablo Escobar was there. Um, that looks like the same exact bridge. I'm mm-hmm. sure.
2: It, it's it's the it's a it's small the drug bridge. Um, that's <laughs> what they call it there. You <laughs> know.
1: <laughs> by, have by you been way, to that bridge, Ernie? You know, yeah, I, is... I
2: bought cocaine there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. I I hope that they're just that's like, the one place where you can buy cocaine. They're it's like slim. looking. They're
1: giving out free samples so you can figure out like which cocaine you like the best the
2: movie is based off ernie's life yeah yeah, yeah i am I am um, become the. as, as long worst. as we're talking about like all the the f- weird foreign country stuff in this nickel is fighting an uphill battle because it is based off a real guy that makes a lot of sense because you would never ever write a character like this being from the ukraine um if you want him to be possibly sympathetic if you want him to be Nick america King. is not sympathetic with the ukraine America right. doesn't like there are a lot of scenes where like he like really connects with the Ukraine and you're meant to he's the protagonist. You're meant to like understand that. And like we're watching it like, huh? Because that doesn't make any sense. Like, especially no five. Come on. Like, right. You just can't do that. I'm sorry, Nickel. Like, tough um, story. Make him from somewhere else. The next, next point movies. I have here is there's a scene. I can't remember exactly when this is in the movie, but there's a slow motion shot of a of a gun being fired in the kaching, yes that's the at the money. beginning ka-ching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was like that's awesome
0: <laughs> yeah because that's like that's how he sees it he doesn't see it as like killing people he sees it as like it's gonna make me tons of money mm-hmm.
1: Yep, another kaching ching ka on um, fire i do just need to uh correct this because i now looked at yuri orlov um is like a physicist from soviet uh no 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 but he's based, of, he, he's based off of he is based off of um uh, a guy named Bout. His it's name is the, B Yeah, it's the opposite. It's, no, no. no. His the, name the, is- the guy Nick Cage is based <laughs> off. <laughs> no, Yuri or the Yuri Orlov character is based off of an actual like uh like Arms trafficker. Like there was an article written by the Guardian in two thousand six about uh, the like real life Yuri Orlov was arrested. I mean, oh yeah, they got him finally. Or no, two thousand eight. So it took a few years after this movie for them to actually. The movie sold the them out. Dude. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> like they yeah, this, the out. real Ethan Hawke is like, damn. Yeah, I should probably get this motherfucker. Yeah, Andrew Nichol is the Sean Penn to Yuri Orlov's El Chapo. That's that's epic. What you yeah, just said, yeah.
1: Victor Bout um, is hey better name. That is a better name than. <laughs> why didn't we just go with that guy's name? Probably no. For like let's some let's make an American things. audience
2: really care about the journey of someone named Yuri, And <laughs> during the Iraq War long. when we still hate all foreigners. The the last thing I wanted to bring up is uh, there's that scene with Ethan Hawke's partner like holding a knife to or yeah. it's like a machete essentially to yeah. Cage's throat. And he's like, bro, I could off him right now and nobody would know.
0: And he's right. But Ethan Hawke has too many morals. He has a yeah. moral code. Which would have been cool
2: to learn in that scene. But instead, we'd already been told that by Nick Cage. Yeah. yeah. So it meant nothing when yeah. it happened. It yeah. really pissed like, me that's, off.
0: Like it's, it, this movie had so many opportunities to be like a, a slow build up or like there's so many scenes that could have been better like the scene where he killed his his main competitor that he like looked up to at the beginning oh yeah the ian
1: holm dude i i actually ian holm was trying to do some work in this movie he hasn't yeah. given all the opportunities to, man. but yeah r.i.p um but yeah. i really liked him in this movie yeah it just i wish that we would have gotten more of him because instead you just see him like creeping around from country to country trying to like sneak in on there was yeah there was shit. no
0: there was nothing that built up and then you got randomly thrown into this situation where it's like oh
1: he also missed. so we have no context like what level this guy's at and then suddenly it's just like oh yep he put a car bomb he killed your uncle and you're yeah. like wait what <laughs> wait a and then second, what and the
0: same thing with his brother dying too when he was just like okay well he's dead i'm sad give me half he the diamonds he doesn't
1: react
0: yeah and it's he just is bummed I out feel he, like sits, part he of slouches that- in a chair and then he's like okay give me half the diamonds he's I- dead now
1: I wonder if, because I feel like on paper, this almost looks like this is a awards contender movie. So, like, I feel like if Nick Cage would have tried to do that, then he could have dialed it up a little bit more, at least have like an Oscar type scene. He should have done nothing of that in this there's movie. There's
2: no getting around the fact I, that Nick Cage could have done more. I here. think
1: that, well, I think this is an Andrew Nichol problem where there's Nick Cage. I know, problem. but
2: Nick Cage could have done more. No, I but I'm, it. Sa- it.
1: I'm saying that I think that Andrew Nichol it. told him, like, you need to play this sociopathic, you need to play this flat at so, all times.
0: Then we're just following a sociopath. So, how do these uh Gories work? Um, <laughs> First category. Gory. Wait, no, quick, no, no, quick, no, no,
1: no, 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 Hunter, don't. We, I mean, we need to move one on. One quick thing. What are your guys' thoughts on Jared Leto uh, kissing um, uh, 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 Yuri's Fontaine. wife, Ava Fontaine, at, the, at their wedding?
2: I have no thoughts. Um yeah, he deserves what it. What do you guys think I about Jared figured, Leto
1: kissing the lips that have kissed Tom Brady?
2: God, we gotta stop with that. First what Cage is Gory games? is best quote. What is the best quote? What do you quote? think about uh
1: your, about Jared Leto kissing the lips that have kissed Tom Brady that have kissed Tom Brady's son, huh? Mm-hmm. Who you will someday kiss. Because it's hard to get a Tom Brady for like, that if, son. I, I hope,
2: man. <laughs> That's in, my so dreams, nice. in my dreams. In my dreams. And that son is there? just loose in the world. Hey,
1: listeners. <laughs> Once they are legal age, okay. Jesus Christ. All right.
2: What is the best Nick Cage quote in this movie?
1: Um, I have three written down. Go for it. Um, well, like three and a half. Oh, yeah, Danny, I'll say this me a for me a fucking moment. truly. Um, the first one yeah, we, is we all meet
2: around right here.
1: Yeah, go ahead and grab me one too. I'm almost done with this bad boy. Um, the first one is the very beginning of the movie when they're, he's looking into. There are over 550 million firearms in oh, worldwide yeah. circulation. That's one firearm for every 12 people on the planet. The only question is, how do we arm the other 11? That's a good one. Um, Great line. Yeah. Just, mm. and when that started the movie, I was like, oh, I was oh, like, this oh, this, this, we're doing. this might yeah. stop. So like, right.
2: when, that, when that bullet sequence was happening, I wrote down, a lot of directing is going on yeah. in this movie. And then when that line was said, I was like, this movie is also very written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, it's very written and directed by a guy.
0: My, uh, my favorite quote the, the one that kind of hit hard hardest was um when he's talking about training the kids to use the AK47s mm-hmm. and then he goes um, a kid could use a, a, it and they do yeah they do but the one that i'm talking about was when he said um kids the, the bullets hurt just as much from kids as they do from 40 year old men and some of them hurt even more mm. was, that's a great line
1: there's a yeah. lot of lines yeah, like i didn't that. write that one down i have i have a
2: a line that like it's not a cage a great cage line but it's just a good line if I wrote this line I would just be like fuck yeah I'm the shit where he's talking about Bridget Moynihan when he's still like a, a cock before he's the Lord of War and he's like she didn't know I existed I was starting to think she had a point Ooh,
1: Ooh, oh, that's well okay Come so that's on. like a great line in a book it's, more than it is like a like in. I mean it's it works in the movie but yeah um, here's, no, another, one. here's another one here's another
2: one here's another one the problem with dating dream girls is that they have a tendency to become real.
1: Mm-hmm. See, there's some good lines, and <laughs> most of them are VO. The other two, I'm actually, now looking at, are also VO lines I wrote down. Um, one is the first and most important rule of gun running is never get shot with your own merchandise. Mm,
2: that's a great one. That's a
1: good one. And then the last one that I've written down is. Um, this one's, this one is just like funny. It's, uh, after the cold war, the AK 47 became Russia's biggest export. After that came vodka, caviar and suicidal novelists. That's a great
2: one. Yeah, that's a good one. Here's, too, here's another
1: one. I sell
2: to leftists and rightists. I sell to pacifists, but they're not the most regular customers.
1: That's another really good one. <laughs> like, it's, it's just <laughs> The great lines. Yeah, it's like
2: it's like Zack Snyder is with visuals. This movie is with the script. Yeah, like it's just a series. it's a series of good script moments that don't coalesce. Yeah, if I had to pick one, though, it would be the first one you read out the The, the, the the intro. How 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 do do you you arm the other 11? No, no,
1: that's that. I like that. I do like the suicidal novelist line in Russia. That one's really good. Yeah, but Um, what's the next cage?
2: Best cage moments. Not a lot of cagey I have th- moments. Th- I have three written down. down
1: though. Here, let me give you the three. The first one is we didn't talk enough about, but the Crystal to Kono boat scene. Yes. Um, no, some I, of the things that, that are in there. That whole sequence on that yes, boat. Yes, the whole that's scene. That's great. Yes. We didn't talk about There's a lever. You know how you change the speed of the boat? There's a lever that yes. says dead slow. <laughs> Nick yeah, Cage says, put it to dead story. slow, that's and he puts good. it down to dead slow. That's good. Yeah, that great really comedic really moment. Great. moment. Um. <laughs> he is yelling at the person while paying the boat he says faster i'll send your ass in
2: <laughs> that one's that's, really good that's the one i wrote down for cage moment not line so i agree i vote for
1: that um straight up faster i'll send your ass in couple other not i think Caged that line. is the winner but uh um couple other nominees that i have is uh one of them is early on it's a. Uh, um whenever cage uh for, makes his first deal and he's on the rooftop with jared leto um there's just like just drinking vodka and he's asking him to be his partner and he's just like this is the shit this is the shit <laughs> and he says it like four times it's just a good moment i
2: i took a note this is not a cage moment at all this is the guy who plays his dad um oh, when, when he he's, a, he's like a pretend- Jewish guy yeah when he's pretending <laughs> to be a jewish guy and he's like oh i got to go to temple and he's
0: like you go long- more than the rabbi
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just thought that was so good yeah. i'm um, gonna i'm gonna move one of mine into the uh hot yogurt cage nice. so one other thing that i will put on here is uh whenever he, the scene where he's giving the guns of way to the children of sierra leone he's just like guns 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 yeah what it was. Uh, so what are we saying? For a moment, I
2: really... I vote like, ass in. Because I was like, that's a... Boat kid. scene. That could yeah, be, like boat that scene. Could be he's in your freaking, theme song. Like his, that line his
1: veneers are like illuminous luminous in this scene because they have a lot of side shots where you just see like yeah. the most perfect teeth that no human yeah. being is ever born with.
2: I, I also saw the whole French flag thing coming a mile away. It's like, yeah. I don't have a Dutch flag, but I have a French flag.
1: <laughs> and Cage is like, Whoa! brother, what are you saying? <laughs> That is the most genius thing I have ever heard in my life. This is why I keep you around, brother. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Some would say that's such a beautiful lie.
2: <laughs> Damn, it's almost like a perfect denial, dude. <laughs> Next category is good cage or bad cage. I think this is a bad cage. I'm gonna say it. I don't. Yeah, th- um, I th- I don't think. I he- think
1: it's like uh, this has been the most middle that I felt about a cage. I think it's performance.
2: bad s- because. There are a lot of problems with this movie outside of him, but if there's if there's an actor who's doing really well in this role, I would like this movie a lot more. I really would. I'll say it. I, I think, think that I think this is bad because this signifies like the beginning of what we know. Cage once now, once he as, has once he has full veneers, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> a different, it's a different this guy. Is, this partial doesn't do it for me. He has like partial veneers at a certain point, and you're like, okay, this is still him. This is pretty much like the last good cage
1: i mean if, there's but still it, it, it some,
2: tumbles into what we know i now. think
1: there's still highlights i mean mandy came out a few years ago and cage is excellent in that movie yeah but like, it's like it's few is, and far between yes that's true i think this is like i don't think that cage is like awful in this movie i don't think he's the best choice like I, i've seen worse cage in some other movies that we've talked about before but i those, think uh, i think that the problem with this movie is is a script and directing problem more than it is a cage problem. I think it would have been a lot better with a better, even a
2: better cage. This is just a bad cage to me. Like cage could have done a lot better. This is bad cage for cage.
0: In hindsight, it's a bad cage, but back then it was a halfway decent
1: cage. Put when, yourself yeah, in the mind fresher, of yeah. somebody who voted for a second term of George W. Bush. Do you think this is a good cage or a bad cage? Probably think it's great. Yeah. So I'm like, you
2: know what? Let's call it mids maybe, cage because when you're calling weed mids, you're really calling it bad. Yeah, yeah you're so like it's mids uh, maybe it's mids maybe yeah. I should have voted sort for
1: of. John Kerry. Yeah,
2: <laughs> maybe maybe I should maybe ten a G is because it's bad.
1: You're like, well, John <laughs> Kerry still would have kept us in Iraq and so, Afghanistan because he was basically a Republican. But how, I don't know, man.
2: How many cages out of ten?
1: pretty low three i'd say four three, four yeah. four i'm cool yeah. with four four or
0: five
1: yeah, yeah. i i think i am mean, i have you longer. seen have you like seen face three off? Four. no watch face off three to light face off fucking it, rules? it
2: slaps so hard it's like the best like stupid movie ever okay um i hadn't seen it and i was like not looking forward to it and i was like oh this is the best movie i've ever seen it, it's so stupid it's perfect oh yeah and, it, well, that's and that's a 10 that's, out of 10 yeah, and vampire's
1: 10 kiss. kiss is a 45 yeah out of 10 that's, out.
2: that's a that's a whole different story that's a harder sell to people where you can't just be like watch vampires Kiss. i, <laughs> you know, I would have to explain to you all of what was going you're on you're like there. well
1: it's kind of an anti-movie movie yeah, but I, it's- no,
2: <laughs> I literally like i was just seeing an old friend and i had to be like okay so this movie like he is in on the joke Cage is in, and Nobody the, jo- the director is so- in on it, but no one else is.
1: So I ha- I tried to tell this to uh, my fiance the other day because I was trying to be like, we should just watch Vampire's Kiss. She was like, uh, or she was just like, oh yeah, should I watch Vampire's Kiss? I was like, it's good, but here's the thing like, Vampire's Kiss, you just have to know that they're in on the joke. And I started going on this thing, and she's like, actually, I don't want to watch Vampire's Kiss anymore. <laughs> like I'm good can we just put on like it's literally tough. anything else and that's
2: why it's not regarded because it should be on par with the room as far as exactly. like like cult movies and it's not yes. because people are like do they know it's bad or not and some people do some people don't
1: and you have to be okay yeah. with that
2: it's unreal it's so Separation. good the next category is what is the hot yogurt scene in this I have movie the,
1: I have one of the picks okay whoa whoa, a- whoa 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 what is hot yogurt? oh
2: no am I gonna have to explain yeah, we it to ex- another guest a I'm so weeks. sorry yeah. listener I'm so sorry I'm, I'm not I love explaining this <laughs> We. This is another thing I explained it's a Vampire's to to Kiss the, to the story. friend I just saw in the movie *Vampires Kiss*. It's really young Cage, like early twenties. He for this like love interest role that he has to have sex scenes with, he wanted his girlfriend at the time to be cast because it was Patricia Arquette, who's like she was like a hot young star back okay. then. She didn't get cast. He was really upset. He was like, he's really delusional. So he was like, I'm a, I'm I'm a method actor. Like if I'm gonna be horny in the scene, I have to actually be horny, and she doesn't make me horny. Um, and so. To get horny during the scene, he made the production team pour hot yogurt on his feet because what? that makes Nick Cage
1: horny. And this is a very, like, nobody's talking about this thing. I'm, again, we, we want to reiterate no to the listeners, about this. we are not hold, kink shaming anyone. Hold on, hold
0: on. When you said hot yogurt, that was the last thing. <laughs> I thought
1: you were gonna say <laughs> no. That. It's when is Nick so Cage the when, most sexually yeah, in, aroused? Yeah, in which
0: scene
2: is he making a pa pour like microwaved yogurt on his Tootsie's? There's,
1: there's well, two. He's, he's
0: literally not horny in every scene except for when he's with his wife. He says it in the movie too. Yeah. So, so it's got to be the one where he's making love to her in the shower. There's,
1: there's one though there where he is making love to somebody else. uh via a television and that is whenever uh gorbachev announces that they're ending the gold war and he like, just starts making out with his television screen and that is the hot yoga that's the it one is. i'm with it yep yep um, a ukrainian
2: fuck it, send it in. he's just Soviet like Union. oh
1: yes thank you mm, honey mm, your son is walking for son the first just time walked. he's yeah, just like that's son great just walking, honey he's like fuck that that's
2: great <laughs> You know? I, can, I can sell guns to the whole four. four
0: I, I
1: have that Union. in the Cage moments, but this is a better fit you know, for the hot yogurt scene. He,
2: he wanted them to cast his wife as Gorbachev.
1: They yeah. asked? Them, well, he had cold yo- yogurt poured on his toes whenever he was uh, with the uh, two women. Mm-hmm. From you know what
2: I could have used in this movie? Liberia. I could have used at least one scene of Cage being full hot yogurt over a really cool gun. Like some super rare hey, high tech the
0: AK 47. He was, he was a, amazed by it. And he was, remember that scene where he's in the tunnel? Yeah. He's just playing with it as tanks are driving. Yeah. That's, what, that's the one. There's yeah. the
1: line of the, um, the number one export from Russia. I mean, you know, who does get horny for guns is, um, uh, the dictator's son, um, who's just like get me the gun of Rambo? <laughs>
0: yeah. Great, Rambo one or Rambo two?
1: <laughs> part one, one, part two, or part three? And he's like I've only seen part one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the M6, cage. M sixteen.
0: M sixteen, he
1: says right. Yeah, M um, sixteen. Yeah, that's a good scene. I don't love that guy who played the son. He doesn't really have much to eh. do. Uh, but he's a golden AK forty seven though.
2: Rambo recaging couch is the last cage of glory. Leo.
1: Um, yes, that was my immediate thought, because I yeah. was thinking about Wolf of Wall Street the entire time while filming this Leo, movie. He's
2: got to be Ukrainian, though, which kind of puts care. you in a corner. I don't care. Cage I, like, isn't
1: fucking Ukrainian. Like, what? Cage
2: does look Eastern European, because he's ugly. Um, you know who I would love in this movie? Mads Mickelson.
1: Well... Mads Mikkelsen would be he would own so honestly hard. you can make Mads Mikkelsen the lead and then make this a lot darker of a movie which I think would have that's the other direction it goes instead of going full satire you go a lot darker with it Let But me,
2: we know with late Mads with another round and such he can have that charisma yeah he can still have fun tinge. and charisma uh, um.
0: I would say Christoph Waltz
2: oh baby let's go he, dude he, So you'd have to age it up. You'd have to age it up a little bit, but it would work. Yeah, Um, you would own that. Because I think it would. It would
0: throw the comedic factor in it while also being the badass that got away with everything. While also being fucking
1: terrifying. Look, yeah, look. So scary, but funny. Inglorious Bastards. He is really funny, but also like he is so fucking terrifying Um, in that movie. That's
2: cool. I like it.
1: I have a pitch for a non-Nick Cage recasting. Mm -hmm. This is you're gonna have to follow me. The Leto role. Yes, for the Leto role. Of course. What if we take out Jared Leto and we put in Scott wait for Stapp? It? No, uh, Jimmy Simpson. Oh, that guy. Yep. The, no. From Always Sunny. And the West answer Alden to Never
2: that did. is yes.
1: I think that, that I honestly I think that kicks. I think that if you we buy aren't him changing, more as a cage if we brother, aren't changing anything about the character. If we are keeping the character as is, I think that this is a role that Jimmy Simpson was like born to play. And Jimmy Simpson's a good actor. Yeah, I think that those scenes would have kicked ass with him. I like it. For people who don't know, this is the guy um, who plays one of the incel incest brothers and in, Always Sunny. They're not, in Always incel. sunny. <laughs> they're, they're not incels because they're fucking their sister. And <laughs> uh, one of the the incest <laughs> he's, he's brothers, Liam
2: from, on Always Sunny. Yeah, Liam and then McPoyle. he's in Westworld as like the the main guy kind of. He
1: is. He's so fucking. He's an incredible actor who's just kind of. Not hasn't gotten the big breaks because he's ugly. He's ugly. Yes, exactly. But he is an no, awesome actor. He'd, he'd I think also be, be a great, great choice
2: break. if you you know change the time frame for face off the brother. Yeah, he'd be an incredible. That one yes. guy they got was good though. I don't think he. Would I don't have think that. he was. Like, uh, 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 pa- he's good was for the his movie. name Pox-a-tawny? It's not Point Dexter. It's not that <laughs>
1: Paxatani and Point Dexter. <laughs> Those aren't the names. It's poop. <laughs> I don't know what's next. We're done. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's the last Cage Don't say. Um, I I I like Leo. Leo was who I had wait. written down in my notes because I was just thinking about how much better Hold this on. movie would have been if it was Wolf of Wall Street.
2: There's still my Cage the worst possible casting for this.
1: Probably like um, probably like Channing Tatum, maybe. I don't know. Channing Tatum, uh, we've seen Foxcatcher. He can be like kind of serious, stupid. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Will
0: Ferrell. Ferrell.
1: That's
2: what I say. I say that every time. (laughs) The correct answer would (laughs) have been awful. (laughs) The correct answer, may you rest in peace, is Paul Walker.
0: I was thinking that, like, for a second, I thought like maybe he could replace Cage, and I was like, no, that's actually. Can you really imagine Paul-, that's <laughs> Paul
1: Walker? Paul Walker's reaction wherever uh, Jared Leto got shot—he'd just be like, "No, brother,
2: I almost had you." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not only get half the diamonds, bro. <laughs> that's
1: good. Oh, R.I.P. Paul Walker. Yeah, All right, we gotta get going. That's Lord of
2: War. Um, It's streaming as of this recording on Peacock for free. Check it out. It's only a dollar on YouTube TV. Yep. It's a uh, it's For some a soft... reason
1: I own this movie On my Google Play library oh, and they I just have, gave it away I have no idea why I have this movie Like I definitely have never spent money On this movie before But I was just like Oh let me see what's streaming on And everything It was just like there In my Google Play library Congrats It's
2: a it's a soft recommend I don't think it's bad I think it could have been better it's, But it's, it's a diff- great
1: I still recommend it's it a to a lot of people Because it's still it's like a It's interesting it's
2: a, it's a background watch It's kind of an yeah, artifact Great background
1: watch It's an artifact of Uh different time 15 yeah. years it's, 16 it's years got
2: back. it's got some energy behind it even if it doesn't like all come together yeah. there is some like There's
0: something there
2: some heft to um, it a little bit. danny do you want to plug siemens
0: <laughs> <laughs> no thanks i'm great
1: so speaking of uh uh people supplying arms to I got, uh, I'm going to no, have to cut this out. Siemens up. is
0: not a DOD company, <laughs> just so you know. Danny's something of a lord of war.
1: <laughs> I am you did a, say before this podcast that just Germans just call you up on your lunch break. Okay, so. first
0: of all, we, we make large gas turbines. So I supply energy to the people, mm-hmm. just so you know. In the form of chambers. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, Siemens did use mm-hmm. to make gas turbines. Oh, no! Dirt, Siemens is dirt, I didn't dirt, know that. Dirt, you didn't... Yeah. Oh, funny story. I'm going to throw this in before I, we I close out. Are you going to get fired for, no, for this story? No, it's actually really funny. I don't even care if they hear this. Banking, so it, no, was, Danny knows no one was to this. It was my orientation first day. And then the the lady who was like hosting it randomly was like, Oh, name one fact you know about Siemens. <laughs> and everyone was talking about like, Oh, they did this project with this. And I, I don't even remember what I said. But this random guy barely spoke English. And he was like, I heard they used to... Supply gas chambers in World War II, and everyone was like, oh.
1: "I hope that that man got hired." He 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 was
0: orientation.
1: He was there. <laughs> he was no. he, he yes, was that
2: This man is, is great.
1: the CEO now. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, "You're a brave man. You're willing to do it. Fuck Stick it, you're your hired out there." <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was just blown away at that. That was nuts. That kicks ass. I love that guy.
1: Saying that at orientation.
0: <laughs> orientation takes tremendous balls, that, bro. Yeah,
2: it's like if like in my orientation, they're like name a fact about Vans, and I was like, you use sweatshops. <laughs> <laughs> used to provide shoes for the Gestapo. Yeah, yeah, Gestapo. you made shoes for fucking Mao Zedong or whatever. Well, <laughs> thanks for coming on, Danny. Hell yeah. Um, we are going to have you on for the main meat of this week which mm-hmm. is our this
0: is going to be fun boys this is going to be fun our God, uh, can you guess the lyrics dream. game
2: show so stick around listen to that one um next week we continue this cage series with g force hell G-force, yeah g uh, force with featuring hunter fiance Beyonce. of the podcast and I'm gonna tell you right now, Gaia Force. Have you watched it yet, Ernie? No. So you're not gonna like it. It's no, bad. No. It's so gonna here's be really thing. hard to to say don't, that to Gaia.
1: Don't look up. No, we're gonna have to eviscerate this movie in front of her, and she might ask for a pre-divorce from me. Um, well, but no, but the, the reason I, this is great though is because divorce. this might be. I don't the know most, what it's called. It seems like it's more important than a breakup. This is, but this is not the quite most interesting
2: and nuanced Cage performance ever. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, you, it's Jerry Bruckheimer. Don't, don't
1: look up who Nicolas Cage is playing. Before he Yeah, it, this like movie. it. And I, I didn't invite know. the listeners to it's do the same guinea, thing. Not a guinea pig. No, it just it it just doesn't sound
2: like him. Like yeah, they're, just you don't, don't know who the up. fuck
1: you're like. Cage. Like it's I was like, it was transformative uh, that Nicolas yeah. Cage has ever been. In a role. He's method. He's
2: going like. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. That's next week. Uh, please uh, rate, review, subscribe, follow us, email us, donate, all that good stuff, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.